Hello, this is Required Reading, a podcast that revisits the most impactful books from our childhood. I'm your host, Erin Bowles. I'm an actor and writer. You might know me from Welcome to Flatch or Gaslit, both roles that I got thanks in part to today's guest. She dazzles me every day with her tenacity, her creativity, and her welcoming heart. Elizabeth Valendi is a producer, actor, and writer. She is currently in post-production for her short film, Puppy Love, in which she stars, co-wrote, and produced. She also produced the short film, See This, starring Rachel Hilson, which will make it its debut next year. And her producer debut for Hit Friends recently premiered at Dances with Films in New York and LA. And you can see her on Minx on HBO Max and The Connors on ABC. You were phenomenal in The Connors, by the way. That was so fun. Thank you. And she continues to work in casting, acting, and producing. Welcome. An amazing intro. <laughs> I feel like you gave me a lot more credit than what should be given to me but I'll t- I'll just take it I'll just say thank you yeah, and I'll take it good you're doing so many things I'm busy <laughs> it's all fun though it's all fun I good. just my like my friends are like what how are you and I'm like busy yeah They're like okay but how are you I'm like I'm just busy I I'm busy I don't know <laughs> what to all. tell you I'm just busy <laughs> Well, our book today is A Bad Case of Stripes by David Shannon, and I like to give just a little context about the author, the year that it came out. Um, So it's written by David Shannon, also illustrated it, and his first book was published in 94. It's called How Georgie Radburn Saved Baseball. But Shannon says that he first wrote his first children's book at age five with the only two words he knew how to spell, which was no and his name. Um, and it <laughs> depicted all the things that he wasn't supposed to do. And that became his most popular book, No Dated, which was published in 98. Autobiographical, it won the Caldecott Honor uh, for Best Picture Book of the Year and uh, had a bunch of sequels. It came out the same year as this book, as Bad Case of Stripes. It was 98. Other things happening in 98, uh, the Monica Lewinsky scandal breaks in January. And by December, Congress is filing articles of impeachment. Oh, my God. Google this is, is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Google's founded. And in terms of pop culture, all anyone can talk about is Titanic. It comes out in 97, but is the top grossing film of 98. Seinfeld ends. Sex in the City premieres. Britney Spears releases Baby One More Time. Oh, my God. <laughs> 1998 was a stacked year. Erin yeah. just keeps, like, naming <laughs> off all these things. And my jaw has been dropped this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> And top-grossing films other than Titanic include Saving Private Ryan, There's Something About Mary, and A Bug's Life. Wow. So why this book? What's your story with this book? All right. Here's the deal. So Erin came to me and was like, children's book, what do you got for me? Like something that you really remember that is like a core part of your childhood. And, you know, I read this book in prep for the podcast obviously Mm -hmm. I haven't read this since I was little Mm -hmm. and reading it I'm like you know what this like really cute story and it's just basically telling you to like be unique be Mm -hmm. yourself like don't like be unapologetically you which I think is such a good little like lesson to learn when you're a child Mm -hmm. I was terrified of this book growing up uh the reason why it's so memorable to me Mm -hmm. is the illustration which is just it is really beautiful it's Mm -hmm. very very colorful and unique but it terrified me because I thought that this could happen to me yeah I I like genuinely as a child was worried that I would like become this girl in the book and 
again, the whole point of the book is to be like, you know, <laughs> accept who you are. And like, it's okay if you have stripes or polka dots or whatever on right. your body. But, um, but like, okay, I don't, this is obviously an audio medium. That's so okay. you, the listeners will not be able to see this terrifying image of this girl yes. becoming a literal house. She becomes, she becomes her own room. Yeah. She becomes her own room. And she has like these tentacles growing out of her and crystals and mm-hmm. and trees and all of this stuff. And I was like, I, this could be me one day. Yeah. I could become a room and have these things growing out of me. And I don't know what I would do about that. And I, I have very vivid dreams mm-hmm. and I remember growing up literally having dreams like I was Camilla Cream yeah. and like, and, and that like, uh, this happened to me. I had stripes and I walked into school mm-hmm. and I was like, I, that's it. I'll never be the same again. And that's the lasting impression I had on that this book had on me, mm-hmm. but um but now looking back at it, I would like my kids, whenever I do have kids, to know that they can be themselves and they could eat whatever they want and not be afraid of what other people think. If you like lima beans, you should eat lima beans. But I don't know if I should even show them the book to see if they would also be as scarred as I was. The illustrations up. are so vivid. Yes. I don't know. I feel like a lot of children's books that are illustrated have like a degree of distance in terms of the my art history teacher is going to be so angry at me. Um, but in terms of the distance that it puts from reality, and this one looks so real and yes. visceral and oh, and so anxiety-inducing. I didn't have this book, but I know I okay. like Okay, I was I yeah. going to ask if you like knew it before this podcast or if you had any nightmares like I did with it. Okay, okay. Well, I I think we probably like read it in school. I knew about it, but it wasn't like in my personal home library or whatever, but I had like my version of that is that I could not watch ET. I got through like 10 oh. minutes and I was like the stairs in that house had gaps in between. Yeah, so I thought he, his little arm was gonna reach out and grab me <laughs> yeah. and yank oh, me down no. into the basement. No. <laughs> oh, we lost Elizabeth again. For those listening, we're having a lot of technical difficulties and that's okay. I don't know why <laughs> it's happening. But opening this book and reading the very first page, my thought was like, this girl has anxiety. This, yes. this, this girl has generalized anxiety disorder if I've ever heard of it. Oh, um, she sure does. She, she tried on she tried on 40 what 40 something 40, outfits. Yeah. And that was something that was interesting to me is that I didn't realize until the very end is that the stripes happen before she ever interacts with other people. It mm-hmm. is like fully based on what's going on in her own head and her own fear of their expectations, which I think was like really effective. And I, one of my big questions is like, why lima beans do you think? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about it too, because I thought, well, he couldn't have chose, like he couldn't choose chocolate or ice cream or whatever, because Mm -hmm. every kid loves eating ice cream and chocolate and stuff. So he had to think, okay, what is, what is something that's out there enough that Mm -hmm. no one really typically eats and it couldn't be like broccoli because that's mm-hmm. like the one vegetable that everyone always would like, you gotta eat your vegetables gotta eat mm-hmm. your broccoli or whatever so I thought it was like just off enough in terms of who seeks out lima beans yeah 
to to be like a an, an you know quote unquote odd thing to right. love to eat. I mean, this isn't remotely equivalent to lima beans, but I love sunflower seeds. Mm-hmm. And unless you are an MLB player, I yeah. don't know many people who seek out like sunflower seed packets at like a grocery store and I do and so maybe that's like a weird equivalent to uh to the lima beans of like who seeks out lima beans are you an x-files fan at all no I'm not okay the lead character loves sunflower seeds uh they bring it up every but it's like that's that's amazing season show (laughs) they they sprinkle it in oh my god if you want to watch this 11 season show and um, just for like that fun little fact, it will yeah. come in maybe season three, season mm-hmm. seven, and in the finale, they actually yep. bring it up again. I always thought lima beans were like, this is maturity. Like no kid could like this thing. Like I you said. don't even know. I don't even know if I've ever had a lima bean, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. And I'm 27 years old. Granted, I have the taste buds of like a 12-year-old prepubescent boy mm-hmm. and like eat like pasta and chicken yeah. nuggets and stuff like that but mm-hmm. I, i'm getting better and maybe today is the day i like go, i have to go grocery shopping after this mm-hmm. and maybe i just go and and buy some lima beans to get yeah. a sense of what what this girl is about mm-hmm. <laughs> from what i remember i don't think they have much of a flavor I, I guess one of my big questions is like do you think the metaphor of stripes works and i, I, think, I think oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah I, it totally does mm-hmm. It's all about expectations, and it is that she becomes a mirror for everyone else, and that mm-hmm. sense of self is lost. Oh, and she think, is a people mm-hmm. pleaser. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where is she getting this from? Who is still, like, making her this Which out? parent? Exactly. Is it, a, is it a parent? Is it a teacher? Mm-hmm. Like, is it one specific bully that she has? Yeah. Uh, I want to like look through because mm-hmm. they do show the parents at one point. Yeah, like this. You know what? This one kid, he he mm-hmm. he gives me bully energy. And for those of you who are listening, it's a it's a white boy with blonde hair, and he's wearing a striped shirt, and he is giving her the stink eye during the pledge of allegiance. <laughs> His mouth is a perfect circle. His mouth is a perfect circle, and he looks like the ultimate bully. Her parents seem like they are meant to be in the in the musical Chicago. Um, <laughs> so, if if you think of any if you think of any character from Chicago the musical, that's what they look like. Um, so it could be them. It could be one of. It could be the principal. There must be an adult figure who has like unrealistic expectations for this girl because she is like she's objectively like a pretty. A, a pretty yeah. girl she's a cute and little girl she's a cute little girl and like she should she shouldn't have to think about all these things and she should be able to just like live her life mm-hmm. I, honestly it, it, it might be like a kid at school just bullying mm-hmm. her and that's not like the main thing that mm-hmm. is a part of it it's more just of her learning that she needs to be herself because that's what eventually cures the bad case of the stripes is like Mm -hmm. she actually eats lima beans and is happy that she's eating them and is like i'll never not eat lima beans again so Mm -hmm. i'll never not be myself basically and like you know i'll do what makes me happy i'll eat whatever food that makes me happy but it's got to be an outward source. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was so surprised because when I read it, 
now, like as a as a 25 year old, when I finished it, I was surprisingly angry. And I was like, why does Camilla have to change? Why is why are we not having systemic change here? Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, why are we saying don't bully her, don't alienate her, don't make her feel weird, don't poke and prod her? And I was I was so angry about that because I think it like the message I got from it was like the external harm bullies will do to you is not as bad as like the internal harm that will happen from from trying to meet expectations mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um which is true but i'm also like also not true also the violence happens um <laughs> like, yeah, how, yeah. but it's also like how, how how can you put all of that nuance into a children's book it's a it's a 30 page children's book well also this is crazy that this is the conversation we're having yeah. from a children's book yeah I, I i thought about it and i was like oh, like just before you know mm -hmm. getting on the podcast i was thinking I feel like we're going to be talking about like really deep issues that are yeah. definitely a part of my life as an adult mm -hmm. that are very much a part of this. Like, how old is she? Like six or seven? Yeah. I don't know if they ever like exactly say how old she mm -hmm. is. Yeah. They just say it's her first day of school, not a specific grade or anything. Mm -hmm. But like within the seven to 10 age yeah. range, I was thinking this kind of the topic can really get. Yeah. Deep. Absolutely. And like the trigger warning, I guess, for hate crimes, which is something I never expected to say on this podcast. But <laughs> the same year, 98, do you know about the Laramie Project or the death yes. of Matthew Shepard? Yes. Same year. Exact same year. That That's crazy. For, for those who don't know, Matthew Shepard was a University mm -hmm. of Wyoming student who was gay and who was um, beaten and tortured and, and uh, ended up dying of his injuries because he was gay. Mm -hmm. And so the whole time I was I was reading it and being like, but also that's not, and especially like, especially because now we're in 2023 and trans kids are being killed. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it, so it was sort of like a, I think I was just so frustrated on such a, a level of why is the institution not changing? And why yeah. is it that you have to have thicker skin rather than just just trying to accept everyone for who they are because i think like i don't think we ever hear anyone say like no one says camilla lima beans are gross and i don't like you for yeah. it yeah yeah never personal but she invents it as personal as like as far mm -hmm. as the reader knows mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was gonna say too that like i wonder how much because we're also seeing it from this yeah. 2023 mindset right mm -hmm. like of course i'm reading this and i'm reading it as an adult and i'm uh, what we're talking about right. is like these things are part of my life like i have anxiety i try on like a mm -hmm. bunch of outfits you know for a night out or something and i'm like i'm ugly but um but like how much was that impacting mm -hmm. david shannon writing this right like was he thinking oh you know what this will be really impactful for like like the lgbtq plus community right. and like expressing themselves or like we're seeing it in that way right but but how much was actually in the foreground of his mind when right. he was writing it or if it was just like be yourself but i guess yeah. that's also that's also what all of this is anyway mm -hmm. like every uh, that's like a big thing for me that i just don't get whenever mm -hmm. someone's like when, whenever someone is like right wing people being like, I mm -hmm. don't like 
gay people or right. you know I, I i don't like black people or whatever it's mm-hmm. like why do you care why right it is not harming you mm-hmm. to accept just accept people the way yeah. that they are if they're like different from mm-hmm. who you are they're not they're not coming after you yeah. even though like you might disagree on mm-hmm. all fronts right. or whatever like they are not affecting you yeah. letting them live their lives or like dressing the way they want to dress mm-hmm. or however like you express yourself however right. i express myself is it going to bother me that some person is is like they painted their nails mm-hmm. and are non-binary or something so i want yeah. that person to live whatever their whatever life yeah they want. it's none so of my business yeah. it's none of my business <laughs> and it's not affecting me if you're wearing nail nail polish erin exactly it's, <laughs> it is so yeah it's not it's not for me to say in talking about identity you know the the lima beans end up being the cure this this mysterious mm-hmm. grandma shows up and she says i knew the real you was in there somewhere mm-hmm. and I, I think one thing that i've just been thinking about a lot in general and came out for me in this book is that it, it feels like sense your sense of identity feels like so crystal clear as a young child i think that was one of the things of like you know the first sentence is she loves lima beans there's there's no equivocation about this this is true yeah um, I feel like the older I get, the less I like know who I am. The less <laughs> I, mean, I don't know who I am. I don't really know what I like. I agree with that. I think, I think because there's so much more when you're an adult. Like there's mm-hmm. more that you get to independently explore and mm-hmm. learn, and that's great because there's endless possibilities. But I always find it funny where it, when people are like you know your 20s are your time to like really explore and get to know you and by the time you're 30 or like in your 30s like you really know who you are and you will not change i'm like i am changing literally every day i this time last year you wouldn't catch me eating a single spicy food i had no palate i could Mm -hmm. not do it i would swat it away from you and now half the foods i eat are spicy foods Mm -hmm. and part of it is because i I'm dating a guy who really mm-hmm. likes spicy foods and has been like, you know, you could try some if you want. And so that's been a part of it. But I'm constantly changing and things that I thought were, oh, this is so yes. true. Whether it is like something that I eat or it's like, oh, I actually didn't realize I really enjoyed producing and this actually satisfies the creative part of my brain and the type A part of my brain. Oh, I've never experienced this before. Before college, going to college, a little post-college, like this is new for me and and there's always a sense of exploring oneself in life or at least that's what i that's what i personally think and i think when you're a kid there's so little that you can actually have a say Mm -hmm. in and so all the all the things that you do have a say and you're like no i like pink and this is and this is it and i like lima beans and i like I like princess so-and-so or whatever. That's such a good point. It it is resting the little bit of control that you have is, is, is what your room looks like and what you wear and who your friends are. Cause I I was thinking about this going in is like, there are expectations up until you like move out of the parents' house and you are living Mm -hmm. on your own. And then I think that's the, the very frightening moment in your early twenties of like, well, if no one is expecting certain things of me, 
then what am I? Yes. <laughs> what, what is it? Um, yeah. You're an only child, right? I, I'm an only child um, from my mom. I have mm-hmm. two, two much older half-brothers mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are, like, a decade older than right. me. So I, I felt like I was treated like an only yes. child, to be honest. God, I'm an only child. When I go home, and I think this was also true when I was growing up, my parents just kind of stare at me. Like, you, yeah. you are the thing. You are the entertainment. And when you come home, you just staring at you the whole time being like yes you're here it's not necessarily like pressure to Mm -hmm. be anything or do anything but but there's so much focus and yeah attention Mm -hmm. um and I think Camilla Cream is an only child she oh she sure does seem like it I mean (laughs) again I mean look at this girl's look at this girl's closet that is a a walk-in closet yeah for for a child There's no way two siblings are having 42 outfits. Oh, no. No way. And, like, they got on it right away. They were Mm -hmm. like, okay, we got to focus up on this. I'm looking at the pictures in their house, and it looks like it's all just, like, old family members. So it doesn't look like there's any children and other children involved. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, centered around her. I hadn't noticed that about the background of that image. And again, this is, you know, maybe reading it too much into it, but I think there's a lot of uh, being adultified as an only child because you're isolated mm. and there aren't other kids around. Mm-hmm. And so like that room, especially, and, and the way Shannon draws the parents and because it's all very beige and serious. And yeah. Stiff. She is very colorful compared to the rest of, everything like even Mm -hmm. this first image before she has stripes it's very um yeah it's very toned down like even though there are colors in her wardrobe Mm -hmm. it all feels very bland Mm -hmm. until you actually get to the next page where it's all of these like pops of color in the stripes but also i just as i was slipping through this is an aside and it does not need to be included in the podcast at all (laughs) but i love how he fully like drew this woman (laughs) who's a reporter Mm-hmm. And just copy pasted <laughs> with the same exact thing on the television. It is quite literally the same exact pose I didn't from the page that. before. That's great. The image where she's a pill full of other tiny pills. I really identified with it. And it reminded me of when um, Carrie Fisher died. She wanted her urn to look like a Prozac pill. Mm-hmm. This, this one, this yeah. image yeah it it this one also terrified me mm-hmm. growing up like just the the shape like the full shape of her changing which should also be like you know who cares like what shape i am and like what i look like and stuff mm-hmm. but you know growing up seeing this i was like i will become a pill i will yeah. i will ha- i will be um see-through and that's I will change into the shape. I will morph into the shape. I don't know what made me think that something would do this mm-hmm. to me. Like, if I didn't eat the food that I like, right. which I do love broccoli. That's my favorite vegetable. Me but like, if I didn't, if I didn't eat broccoli or something, mm-hmm. like this would happen to me. Yeah, you're talking about this like a rational fear of that happening to you. But I think it, it everything you're saying sounds so much like what she experiences of being afraid of what are people around me going to say? And I think like that the childhood imagination is so boundless and uh-huh. also everything is in extremes. Like the, mm-hmm. the second episode I've recorded in the first was about the summer I turned pretty. 
and the oh, language cool. <laughs> it was really fun um but the language every so sentence, different yeah <laughs> every sentence in that book is like this is the best summer i've ever had and he was the worst person i've ever met and this was the funniest thing and everyone on the beach heard us laughing because i think the whole concept is is just like take a very simple thing and take it to the highest extreme which is like mm -hmm. which is comedy which is drama which is everything that we do but yeah. i also it does feel real it does feel very possible also that this mm -hmm. can happen totally yeah. oh my gosh i i really yeah i really felt like it could happen do you consider it required reading you talked about for your kids i think so and I think I would just have the little caveat of like, mm -hmm. just like making sure your kid knows yeah. like, this is fictional. This like, is a metaphor. This, this is a metaphor um, for just to be yourself and like not take whatever someone says in your like class or anything or outside of classroom too seriously you cannot turn into this yes. girl <laughs> will not happen it oh will not God. happen to you i just like it's such a cute story and it mm -hmm. is a really a really good life lesson mm -hmm. that re reading back now to prep for this podcast i was like you know what i gotta listen to this sometimes yeah. too mm -hmm. Like, you know, I feel like, you know, I have anxiety. Everyone has anxiety, but like I have anxiety around like mm -hmm. what people are thinking a lot of the time. And so, you know, even though I can be really sure of myself um, about things that I like or um, things that I do in life, I still will have a voice in the back of my head, like at night going to bed thinking, oh was that person like upset that i did that or was that weird that i said this thing and like went off on this tangent or whatever yes. and so yeah. you know something that i need needed to read as an adult right now yeah and i and i think there's you know there are some other books that i thought of for this like the little prince is my all-time favorite book and mm -hmm. i'm sure someone will bring that onto this to this podcast you can also come back and do it if you want you can come oh. back as many times as you like i if no one eventually does the little prince okay. i will come back and do the little prince but i never read it growing up is the thing right. but it, i i read it in french class for the first time and mm. since then i've read it in french and english and i just i love it so much i think some of the best children's books are books that you can read as an adult and be like mm -hmm. huh wait a minute Similar to like, have you ever seen Bluey, the Australian no, kids show? All over the place, but I haven't. I've sort of been like, I I don't think I'm ready to handle the the, the realness of that show. Do. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That show is real. I started watching it because I babysat a child, mm -hmm. and and I'd be like, Oh wait, can we watch the next episode? It is just genuinely so good to hear as a child and also as an adult. And I think mm -hmm. Bad Chase of Stripes is the same thing. It's like a good thing to hear as a child and also a really good reminder as an adult. Like, just be, your, be unapologetically you. Be yourself. Like, mm -hmm. don't let others push you. Don't try and be a people pleaser. You can't mm -hmm. please everyone. At it's the end true. of the day, you can't please everyone. And the more and more you try, the more stress and the more stressed you're going to be and it's just time and energy that is they don't deserve that i there's a part when i was reading this mm -hmm. where i was to think i was just thinking about like covid and how like yeah. there's 
there's no cure. There's no cure. We all don't know what this is. Like, it's not this. It's not this. It's not the flu. It's not da 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 da. It's yeah. not a. It's not a stomach bug. Every doctor in this book mm-hmm. has no, no help. Not helpful <laughs> in the slightest. Yeah. Not helpful at all. They're they're like normal doctor, like their go to doctor. Nothing. Put some cream on it. Great. Mm-hmm. Did nothing. Uh, everyone at school is like, no, no, no. She needs to go home. No one in the news knew anything. They have literally four doctors on her at once in this one right. page. And none of them, they all just give. This is also saying a little bit of something <laughs> to the medical system. Yes. Because, because I'll tell you right now, all four of them prescribe her a, a, a prescribe her a different <laughs> medication. They don't know it'll if it'll work. No. Or not. They're squeezing money out of Miss yeah. Camilla Cream's family. How much? Because four doctors cannot be covered by insurance. Four oh, different for sure doctors. Not. Uh, but I think that's a, a comforting thing and a frightening thing for children. And I think c- happens often in children's literature is that all of the adults are just as lost and sort of hapless as everyone else. Oh yeah, all the adults in this book suck. They mm-hmm. all they all don't know anything. The specialists, the experts, nothing. Look at these people with these little these little clipboards. They don't know a thing. None, none of the news crew know knows anything. They're just trying to use this as like a fun yeah. puff piece at the end of at the end of their news cycle or whatever. And then the only person that actually helps is this old woman that we have no information on. Who we have no, no information on. Just a little knock at the door. And it stood an old woman. I don't even think we ever get a name from her. I don't think so. That's Mrs. The old woman. The old woman. Nope, just an old woman. She doesn't have a name. No name. But she's the only one who brings it home. I also wonder if anyone ever just said, like, Camilla, what's going on? (laughs) What's up with you lately? What might have caused this? Uh, which I think, like, I think that is also something I've noticed in in the last episode we did and in my own childhood is that, like, the most simple little, like, nuggets of communication don't happen. Right. And everything goes wrong. You know, my mom every weekend had plans for me to go with her to something. Never told me about them. Never, like, so we would, she would show up on Saturday mornings and be like, why aren't you ready? And it's like, you never said... Do you want to do this? And that, yeah. and, and it was like years of this ongoing conflict because like a four word sentence was never uttered. And it causes so much frustration. Right. Literally all of this would have been avoided if the parents were like, hey, what's going on? Are you doing okay? Yeah. Like is something, is something going on? Yeah. yeah. How are your friends? Is like, is there something else that might be going on in your life? Mm-hmm. Instead, they're like, well, obviously something is medically wrong with this girl. Yeah. Like, we don't have we don't have an excuse. We don't know anything. And obviously, I guess, like, he's using the old woman as, like, this mm-hmm. old wise, right. like, l- like, has lived to know this. This is the quintessential truth of life is to just be yourself or whatever. Here's some lima beans, kid. Have fun. Right. Like, like, I'll cure you. But if the parents or anyone just yeah. said, how's it going? Maybe they would have gotten to the bottom of it. I think that's something frustrating about parents is that you always have so much love, 90% of the time coming with such good intentions. Mm -hmm. And it always goes wrong. It never works out quite right. Yeah. That's I, I don't intend on becoming a parent in part because I think like 
is there any way to be a parent and not like fatally screw up and do something yeah. wrong? Yeah. Um, but I guess that's the risk you take and that's love. Well, yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, that's love. Huh? That's love, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that's the lesson we learned. And that's at the end of the day, that's love, you know? Yeah. I have a conversation a lot with a bunch of friends of like the idea of being a yeah. parent and like thinking about, you know, getting certain books for your kids right. or whatever. But I've talked to so many of my friends about becoming a parent and like how, how, you know, our parents have screwed us up in specific ways mm -hmm. or, you know, however we are, yeah. how we've been affected by our family, the, the place we grew up, like that, that our upbringing. And uh, we also talk a lot about like climate change mm -hmm. and like, and you know, all of the uh, political, the political climate of America. Yep. And it's like, do we, is it like morally right to bring a yeah. child into the world right now? Is that a good, like, should I do that? Like, I would love to have a kid and tell them, you know, Mm -hmm. here's this book about case of stripes you will not become this girl but here's a good lesson yeah but then also i'm like i don't want this child to die because the earth is too hot yeah or because someone brings a gun into their school like mm -hmm. i just i think i think about that a lot too i don't know if that's going to come up a lot in this podcast because of children's books or books that you yeah know, and that books are being banned too mm -hmm. is this would this book even be is this book banned in florida right now right i don't know i don't know i don't know, I, I don't know the full mm -hmm. list but like even the idea of that her skin is changing colors yep, exactly. and it's like oh no 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 can't have mm -hmm. that like exactly would this book be banned by desantis i've literally no idea yeah oh man i don't know I don't know. Regardless, it is required reading. Yes. Good. <laughs> good answer. I think so too. If, it, if it's to my kid or mm -hmm. to an adult who's like, I need a little pick me up, you know, yeah. for it. I, I think that is something I did not anticipate is is how useful these texts are at any mm -hmm. age. I think perhaps yeah. even more useful. Um, I'm so glad we did this. I know this was so fun. Thanks for having me. Of course, thank you. Like I feel really honored that you asked me to do it. Oh my gosh, like, of course. I, I like I. I was just like, who? Who me? This is yeah. Silly. You know? you know, I I have been thinking about this a lot lately. In that, I think from the first moment I met you, I was like, oh, this is a friend. I I think oh, I have always felt like very nice. welcomed by you. Um, oh. and, yeah. I'm so glad. But, I mean, <laughs> I just like. I I feel like I I don't know if you want to keep this actually in the podcast or not, but I just feel like when you are in a new city or like yeah. you're trying out something new mm -hmm. or you're like starting out something, you're like, I don't know if this is like uh, like I don't know if I should be doing this or yeah. like if I'm supported or whatever. And I've told my friends this a million times over that like I just want to be I want to surround myself mm -hmm. with people that are genuinely supportive and there for me yeah. and I want to be the exact same for all the people that I like that are my friends like I want to be supportive of them and you know be there for them whenever they need me so well thank you for coming on the show you're welcome back anytime
Okay, cool. I'll come I'll come back whenever you want. <laughs>